Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Why Do I Care? I'm your host, Louis Favalor, and today we will be discussing Biden's 2023 State of the Union. So without further ado, let's get right to it. So diving right into it, this is being recorded on Wednesday, February 8th, and the State of the Union happened last night on Tuesday, February 7th. What is the State of the Union? So the State of the Union, as we covered Last year, I'm pretty sure around this time, almost definite, actually, the State of the Union, what it is, it's something that is mandated by the Constitution in which the president must address the joint session of Congress about the State of the Union. This was definitely something that was a bit more important back when the Constitution was being written, when they didn't have, you know, social media, Twitter, CNN, MSNBC, cable news, all these things. But it it, it serves a purpose and that purpose is that this is one of the few times that the president can really get the every single cable news to tune to them, and it, it dominates the news cycle for about a week. It's not as important in actually updating, you know, Congress about the, the legitimate state of the union, but it is helpful in Biden being able to reach some swing voters or some voters that aren't as tuned into politics as m- most Americans kind of are. That being said, for the last, you know, couple decades, the the State of the Union has become more of like a laundry list of policy agenda. It 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 it's not really what is actually happening in in the country, but it's more of this is what we want to do and this is what we're gonna try to do, and it's a good time to try to get your message across. So some key takeaways from the State of the Union. The first one is if you watch the speech live like I did. There was a lot of Republican just interrupting. It kind of felt like I don't want to say sports match, but there was there was heckling. That's what it really was. There was heckling, and he what Biden did. He said that there were some Republicans that want to slash Social Security, Medicare. This is true. This is very true. There is a plan by Rick Scott of Florida to to sunset. Social Security, Medicare. This is something that he announced. The Republicans didn't love it, but it there is a prominent Republican senator who announced this, and there is support from Republicans. And Biden made it very clear that he wasn't talking about every Republican or even the majority of Republicans. When he said it, he made it very clear he was talking about some Republicans. When he said this, Republicans stood up and started yelling liar. Marjorie Taylor Greene was yelling liar. Other Republicans were yelling liar. What this does is it paints Joe Biden as the adult in the room. And that is something that is really, really politically beneficial for him. Also, what he did is he took that and kind of, it felt like on the spot, but there could have been, it it most likely was on the spot. He put the Republicans in a position in which they had to to applaud for agreeing to to fight for Social Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. The thing about the State of the Union, the really politicized part, which is really stupid, but it's true, it's if you stand and applaud or if you do not. Many of the things that Biden would say, the Democrats would stand and applaud and the Republicans would not. Some bipartisan things, both would stand and applaud. That is just a measure of where the country is. If you watched it, you can tell whenever there was applause, the camera would zoom out and they would show one side of the aisle would be applauding, the other side would not. That is how it works. He was able to take the heckling from the Republicans and twist it in such a way, being like, well, you just heard it, folks. Like, we are not going to get rid of – get rid of 
Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. He was able to use the energy of the audience and he was able to shift it and then got the applause line that everyone wanted. So this means that this is kind of a, a the American people, if you watched it and you didn't really see much of Biden, it does paint him in a very bipartisan light because he was able to A, disarm Republican interrupting, which was just childish, and B, flip that and make it seem like not only was he the adult in the room, but he was also the mediator who would be able to get these bipartisan issues fought for and completed. That is key. Another big thing is this was a fairly long speech. I don't know exactly how long, but it felt like about an hour, hour 10. CNN politics, what they have is they have a kind of a chart of all the minutes, how many minutes Biden spent on various topics. The largest one by by far, to be frank, by two minutes, which is a lot of time in this um, laundry list of issues, was healthcare. He talked about healthcare for around nine minutes. He talked about Medicare, Medicaid, because if we look back at 2018, the reasons that the Democrats are able to win back the House is because they said Republicans want to give tax cuts to the rich and they will pay for it by cutting your Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. What he and I would assume the Democrats want to make the 2024 election about, or at least to control the the narrative of the um, the debt ceiling, is Republicans want to hold the American economy hostage in order to cut taxes for the rich at the expense of your Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. Once again, that's what makes his kind of disarmament of the, the booze and the heckling from the Republican crowd more important. He talked about health care, and he really drove home one of his biggest accomplishments, which was lower capping the cost of insulin for um, Medicare patients at 35 for whatever unit of insulin it is, 35 a month. That he hammer that point home because it's very, very popular. It's a very popular issue because insulin's a lot of money for a life-saving drug. It costs a lot of money for a life-saving drug that other countries do not charge that much for. In second place with about seven minutes compared to nine minutes, so it was, you know, a two minutes shorter, was the economy. And this is something that would be expected, right? Joe Biden, he was able to kind of turn the economy around. It doesn't seem like that, but it's 100% turning back around. There's lower unemployment rates Inflation is going down. Prices are going down. All these signs that the economy is coming back, they are here. So he wanted to hammer that issue home because in the primaries, the economy and how he handled inflation was really a driving factor. in Hammering this home and being like, we are getting this under control, while also kind of putting a Joe Biden spin on it is something that was very, very important for him to do. The Joe Biden spin is that he, he, he blue collar, right? That was who he is. Scranton Joe, he, 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 he campaigned for the, the soul of the country. He wants to rebuild. I forgot the line, but it was basically from the middle out, not the, the bottom, or not from, from the middle out, not the top down. Um, all the middle class focused, um, talked about his dad, talked about just classic Joe Biden. The Joe Biden we saw that was able to win the Democratic nomination in 2020, was able to win the presidency in 2020, and was able to lead the Democrats are one of the most effective midterms that we have seen in recent political history. And he was able to do that in seven minutes of basically nationwide, almost all the news channels were covering this. He had seven minutes to talk about the economy and put his little Joe Biden spin on it. Followed close second with about 30 seconds less was infrastructure. These two go hand in hand. Roads, bridges. He talked about one bridge. I forgot which one. But he was talking about how for years everyone was like, we need to fix this, we want to fix this, and he was able to fix it. And this goes to his 
because you have to keep in mind what's so important about this is because Joe Biden is intending to run. Well, he hasn't officially announced it. He's going to run. He, the, the intent is there that he is going to run. So what this speech can do for him is it can just play up his accomplishments. Because if you are running as an incumbent president, one of the most important things is your record. What have you been able to get done for the American people and how are you able to get it done? He was running and he is going to run on the, the bipartisan infrastructure bill that has that passed, but many other presidents since it's been a whole issue. If it's bipartisan in his campaign message of re- re- restoring the, the soul of the union, of really bringing this country back together, closing the divide, that is a perfect example of it because it's such a popular issue. After he talked about infrastructure for a little bit, he did talk about policing and he did talk about policing reform and how he wants to fight that. And there were powerful moments with um, Tyrese Nichols' parents were there and it was a very moving, it was a very moving moment. And he did a very good job. He spoke from the heart. You could tell he cared. You could tell he cared. With all of these you know, with healthcare, the economy, infrastructure, you have to talk about taxes. And he did. He talked about taxes for a good four minutes. And it was very, we're going to, we're, what did he say? He said something about like the, the richest American should not have to pay less in tax than school teachers and firefighters. And that got a lot of applause because it makes sense. And he looked at the Republican side. He was like, you guys, you got to think about it. And he really, he made it seem so simple. And he boiled it down. He didn't use all these fancy words. He made it simple for the American people to understand. The richer Americans should pay more than firefighters, teachers. And that's true because firefighters and teachers, they're, they're heroes. Like they go out and they, they work to make our lives better. And he advocated for those in the State of the Union. That is huge. That, he talked about veterans and that was um, with like the, the burn pit uh, victims. That was something, another bipartisan achievement that he wanted to run on. Some things that he didn't talk that much about were LGBTQ rights, barely 30 seconds, reproductive rights for about 50 seconds, which I found very interesting considering how large of a role it played in the, the midterm. He did talk about guns for about two minutes. I think that was the good, right amount of time. It was the right amount of time, especially Republicans have been wearing these little AK-47 or the AK-15, whatever it is, these gun pins on their on their suits or their, their blazers. And to kind of contrast from that, he talked about like some of the horrific mass shootings that we have seen. And he is advocating for just reasonable common sense laws to try to fight this. He said... He he um he taught he pointed back to his record because in what nineteen ninety four he passed some law that that reduced the amount of mass shootings by a significant amount but then it ran out and he's he's trying to push for that again. What he also did that is very very important. It's not just what he talked about but how he talked about it, right? The way that the right attacks Joe Biden, they call him Sleepy Joe. He he. He is the oldest president to deliver an address, right? He he wants to, when he's running again, he is basically asking the American people to keep him in office until he is 86. That is old. What what was so important is he, want, he had to be able to sound like he was coherent. He had to be able to sound like he was something, someone who was capable of doing such a job. And he did a very good job. It was one of his strongest 
speeches, not only in the way that he, he talked and delivered his address, but also the way that he dealt with these hecklers. It was, it was very, very impressive, and it was just an all-around fantastic showing by Joe Biden. Why do I care? This is the big part. Why do you care? Well, you care because it is, A, the State of the Union. This is what the President of the United States is planning on. This is kind of his agenda for the next year. These are the things that you are going to see Joe Biden fighting for. These are also the things that you're probably going to see him campaigning for. The 2024 election is coming up. It is coming up. Ron DeSantis may hop in the ring any second now. Donald Trump is already in the ring. Nikki Haley is going to announce like in a week or so, but that's that's different. We're going to probably cover the Republican primary because I do expect it to be a whole lot more competitive than the Democratic primary. Once Joe Biden announces that he's running for president officially, you will see all these Democrats swell around him in the Democratic coalition, which is a very, very interesting coalition because you not only have like liberal elites from the, the coast, but you also have some working class families. You have um, you have like people like from cities. It's a very, very diverse coalition in holding them together and finding issues that unify everybody is a very difficult task. But Joe Biden is able to do it in such a masterful way. And he is such a great politician that gets overlooked because of his age, frankly, because of his age. If you look back at like the 2008 debates, the vice presidential debates, you can see he was kicking butt. He was a great debater. He was smart. He was, he was all these things. It's very, very impressive. That's why you should care. You should care because this gives you a look at the way that American politics is kind of going to look for the next year, barring some some massive, you know, just kind of news cycle breaking news. But I highly doubt we're going to get that. But then again, we might we might get that because in in twenty twenty two we did have Russia's unprompted invasion of Ukraine. We did have um, the Dobbs decision overturning Roe v. Wade. We did have um january 6th committee it's been a very very chaotic year so hope this is what joe biden wants to plan on focusing but there's no guarantee that being said this episode is officially over thank everybody so much for listening it has been a year of this podcast it's amazing thank everyone so much for listening um be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening if you're listening on whatever youtube um follow the twitter follow the instagram all these places thank you guys so much for listening have a great rest of your day